This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Kia ora e homa, no mai, haere mai, ko hana toko ingoa and you're listening to That's The Ticket. Today I'm pleased to be uh, keeping up with the play and getting the inside scoop on recently opened exhibition Keeping Up With The Play by Amber Hamill. Uh, it's actually just opened at uh, the Meteors NCG and I can't think of a better person to get the TTTT on the exhibition than from the exhibitor themselves. Uh, Amber is here. Kia ora, mate. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. Oh, mate, it's a pleasure to have you on That's the Ticket. You know what is really funny about this is that I just did a thing at your, what I think of as your workplace, and now I'm doing, you're doing a thing with me at my workplace. True. We've had this, like, switcheroo. Yeah, although I don't, well, I do and don't work at the meteor anymore. Yeah, but. I'm not on the staff, but, like, I'm on the trust. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And your now place I'm, and my place. Yeah, I'm in your funny now. Yeah. <laughs> Playing by Amber's rules. Um, on my best behaviour in the Free FM studio today. Very, very well behaved, I have to say. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. No, <laughs> just just in case he's listening, <laughs> just so he knows. I'm sure he is. Um, but, I mean, you've literally just opened an exhibition. How's it, that? Mm. How is that? Yeah, it's not something that I ever thought would be in my life story. So, like, I'd, I'm not... Don't tell anyone, but I'm not actually a photographer. Shh, guys. Shh. Whoops. We're on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, it was, I'll tell you, I had this insight in the last month or so about why so often people in creative practice are either kind of crushed by anxiety and self-doubt mm. or absolutely full of themselves. Because you you have to... you have to have both ends of that spectrum to produce to to put yourself out there you know um no i'm just i'm thinking about myself because i class myself as a non-creative creative person Uh, same but then i'm like have i had the crippling self-doubt never on that's the ticket i mean why would you (laughs) no need but that kind of idea that everyone like i've sat with these photos kind of by myself in my room for years Mm. and then suddenly i was going to show them to everybody else i was like oh you know so you said you're not a photographer. Right. Yet you took these photos. Right. And now they're being exhibited in a gallery. Yeah. Okay. Bananas. Wild. Uh, it's these photos. I took these photos as data in my PhD research. Doesn't that sound so boring? No, you're not the first um, PhD person to talk about this study on the show. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, so what I was researching with older radio listeners about the experience of radio as a company. This is all very meta right now. Isn't we're it? talking about but radio. Now we're on the about, radio. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So keep going. I'm genuinely Someone should take a photo. <laughs> and then it would just come full yeah, circle. full circle. Yeah, so I I had this idea that... I mean, it's really a throwaway line to say, oh, yeah, I'll just put on the radio for a bit of company. But that doesn't – and we ac- accept that and be like, oh, yeah, 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 let me know what that means. But how does that work was my question. And 
because it's something that people do every day and they don't necessarily interrogate it, like you brush mm. your teeth, you, you know, put your socks on, you, you, it's just part of your daily routine. I knew that people would have insights into their practice of doing that, but maybe it would be a difficult thing to talk about an experience that we can't see or touch and that is only in a moment. So I had this idea that maybe if I took pictures of people's radios, they would those pictures would give me other information that people wouldn't necessarily articulate in speech. So, for example, um, lots of radios right next to the bed mm. where, with the medicine, the, all those things, that those essential things that you might need to reach for in the dark, which isn't something that people were going to necessarily say. It's mm. one of top five things I need to be able to reach in the dark. Yeah. But you can see that when you take a picture. Oh, it's right in the middle of the kitchen bench, like with the rolling pin and it's an essential utensil kind of you know mine's next to the toaster in the corner yeah so there's like the stove and then the bench goes along and there's the corner where the radio is then it's the toaster and the rest of the bench goes along yeah and how does it work in your day um i would say listen to it every day uh i'll put it on when my sister is making dinner yeah i'm not gonna lie and say that i cook every night because i suck (laughs) but uh when i work from home I always put it on when I make my own lunch and then I put it on in the mornings when everyone in my house has left and gone to work and I'm making my sandwich for lunch. So it's a very – it is a food prep thing for you. Yeah, for sure. And um, I don't know. It's just I don't like the silence sometimes. Mm. And this this conversation is now it's making me think of my listening habits. Yeah. Um, I used to listen to the radio when I'd walk to work. Um, I even went through a phase of listening to the radio when I was running. Just, but straight out radio. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. just normal radio. Um, it was a few phones ago. A few phones ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the capabilities were less, and I'm like, oh well, my head. It was when I used like wired headphones, and they would be like the aerial for the radio. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So this kind of the way that it's part of your day. It it, it doesn't matter whether you're making a sandwich or going mm. for a run or whatever. Where lots of other media can't do that in the same way. So, yeah, I guess you can watch a YouTube while you make a sandwich, but you can't exactly. And you definitely can't watch a YouTube while you're running. No. And, yeah, radio, it's the only thing where you can do something else. Yes, it comes with you. It doesn't demand – it's not so didactic as a newspaper or a TV Mm. or – or uh, any kind of visual medium. And it will, It doesn't matter if you're in the shower or in bed or running or making a sandwich. You can interact with it in much the same way regardless. So it has a kind of different place in our lives to some of the other technology we use to keep up with the play. Yeah. See what you did there. Yeah. No, this is very interesting, though. I feel like you've probably had very similar conversations to the chat I'm probably about to drop on you and have been dropping <laughs> on you. But I've just literally, until this moment, have never thought about my relationship with my radio. Tell me about the device itself. Oh, it's old tech, well, oldish tech. So it's a radio, but it will also charge like an ancient iPod Touch or Nano. Like it's got the dock. Oh, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I. Kept it because even though I don't use my old iPods, I just bought it with me because I'm like I can still use it for the radio, yeah. so it still has a purpose. And no joke, that other tech has 
faded out really i mean mm. who's still charging their nano but like <laughs> me because it still works and in lockdown i literally got it out and i'm like i want to see what music's on here and stuff and it was a good like, like a time minutes. capsule yeah yeah legit the um but radio like i i had people in my participate in my study who had maybe been given this radio as a wedding present 50 years ago Whoa. and still works it still goes or one woman had a radio that had belonged to her mum that still goes, you know, and it was it's um, timeless in a way. Nothing yeah. about it has changed. Your, your TV has gone from analogue to digital. Your newspaper's online now. But your radio, you just turn it on and it works. And as we just saw in the recent cyclone, mm. it, all the other comms fell over. But radio is, yeah. can still connect us, and it's just amazing. But but it's also the same technology that enables Bluetooth. Yeah. So it's really versatile and reliable. It's very fitting that you work at Free FM, isn't it? <laughs> Was it which came first, the PhD or Free FM? Yeah, no, the PhD came first. Okay. But I used to um, host a show. Uh, on a community station in Belfast mm. before I moved to New Zealand. And that was a station that um, catered to older listeners in particular. Right. And, yeah, very different vibe. But also 89 FM. Really? Yeah. What a coincidence. Yeah, that is. Yeah. But, yeah, like you're saying, yes, as soon as I say to people, oh, yeah, I'm, I've been researching about the radio and company, everybody either – has a story of their own, like, oh, yeah, I listen to this or whatever. Or I say, oh, yeah, I'm working with older people who use the radio or has have the radio as company and everybody knows that person. Mm. Everybody has a person in their life who who can be described that way. It's yeah. so common. And it, it's interesting to think, especially in New Zealand and especially right now in the conversations we're having about broadcasting in general, and, you know, waning trust in media and all kinds of different um, movements in kind of media policy. Like, where what is the place of radio? And it, it's easy to think, oh, yeah, that's well, blah, blah, radio. Like, it's not new and exciting. Mm. But it's so – most New Zealanders hear the radio every week. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would say I'd bit daily. Well – I yes. mean, you probably have stats on this. Oh, yeah, I probably do. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, stats aren't great for the radio. Nobody can. Nobody wants to hear that. Most New Zealanders, most days. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I would estimate, well, because I'm like inadherently, even if you even if you don't drive, because my first thought is like in the car. In the car, yep. But even if you don't, a lot of waiting rooms mm-hmm. are playing radios. Shops. Shops, mm-hmm. public transport. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's always there even if you're not choosing for it to be there. Yes. But what is really powerful about when you are choosing it to be there is that it's an expression of yourself and your taste. I choose this. And your power to kind of Mm. set the agenda in your own space too, you know. And so very often people, especially when people are um, moving into other modes of living, so care facilities for instance, there's always a TV. Mm. There's not always a radio and it's this kind of missing part where people um, – it's not something that people necessarily take with them or there's this assumption that you don't control the soundscape anymore and there's mm. maybe piped music through the rest of the place. So it's a, it's really powerful to be able to be like, I want this on now and I want to listen to this mm. and now I don't. So your participants, because as you said, you went and took photos of people's radios mm. in situ – 
Did you talk to them about their listening habits and specifically what stations they listen to? Yeah. Because I'm interested to know, because you, you're saying that you worked with like older people who are using it for company, if they've been like listening to the same station for extended periods of time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, what I did was I asked people, I had a big notice saying, do you, hey, listener, do you use radio as company? And if people said yes, that they wanted to participate, I, I said we would have an interview. And if they said yes, I would take pictures of their radios. So we would sit down and have a cup of tea and talk about the radio for like an hour. And it was magic and everyone should organise their PhD so that they get to sit down and have a cup of tea and a biscuit. Uh, some people do really hard out science and they're like, you know, up to their neck in a cave or I'm like, no, none of that. Or, you know, in some freezing, awful conditions. No, no, cup of tea and a biscuit. Anyway, so, yeah, and we would chat about their listening and some people had, you know, pre-prepared notes for me, like mm. things they definitely wanted me to know. Um people found that really um, comfortable to talk about I like this and I don't like this and this is how the radio goes in my day. But I asked people, um, tell me about the radio in your life so far. So all my participants were 75 and over, except Māori participants who were 65 and over, Mm. Uh, for two reasons. One... um, in New Zealand, once you get to seventy-five, you're not in—you're not counted in the listening figures anymore. So you, yeah, I know that look on your face it doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> why? So, why? Yeah, why? I don't know. Because you're not a viable economic unit. That's oh, crazy. I'm, That's my guess. I don't know. I'm that. slightly outraged. <laughs> yeah, I was honest. totally outraged. I was like, oh well, why not though? Especially based on what I now know about those listeners who are mm. hugely engaged and really knowledgeable about broadcasting. But yeah, so you kind of disappear, or in lo- in lots of other markets, you just get you're just 75 plus. So they might break it up in you know mm. decades before then, and then you're just you know this kind of let you stirred all the colours of the rainbow ice cream together and you just kind of this bland nothing but which is definitely not the case so um yeah lots of people had long listening histories and in the way that we would kind of talk about kids now being digital natives and they mm. come home to these really digital environments these people were radio natives they grew up alongside the radio in new zealand really which is kind of just turning 100 now you know the um idea that people had listened maybe to the same kinds of radio that they had grown up around. Um, And some people who had tracked broadcasters' careers from, you know, when they very first started broadcasting in the 70s and 80s to kind of the ends of their careers or their peak of their careers potentially now and could say, oh, yeah, I remember when she did this and then she did this and this she won this award and I sent my congratulations or whatever. And this real feeling of kind of... um, yeah, sticking with them. I feel like I have people like that with that's the ticker. Absolutely. Like yeah. Uncorrect, for example, listening right now, um, has yes. been with the with the show since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, Uber been, fan. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, give it 40 years when I've won heaps of radio awards and yes. stuff. Yeah, when you've, like, there. when you, um, you know, got your own, like, two-hour arts show on RNZ, you'll be like, I remember when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back on Free FM. Back on Free FM, where it all started. Yeah. So, yes, people did tell me about how they listened and what they listened to, Mm. and some people were – people were very loyal to their – not necessarily a program, but definitely – well, yeah, some programs, but um, two stations. Yeah. 
And um, I had one woman comment to me today. So loads of my participants came to the opening, mm. and which was amazing. I was so stoked to see them. And they were kind of like, oh, it's interesting to see what other people have done with their radios. Um, and saying, t- talking about, you know, like the recent um, on-air kind of closure of Today FM. And I was listening to that, you know. Like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, what, what did you do that for? So really... Um, some really long-term listening relationships, but people willing to experiment and try new things as well. Okay. It's good to know. All right. I'm, I have more questions, but I'm going to break for a song. Let's because do it. seeing as we've already talked about Uncle Rick, I might as well get going with Rick's pick. Um, I, Amber's like giving me a knowing look, but uh, for those of you who aren't in the know on what Rick's pick is, basically I have an Uncle Rick and uh, he's... Undoubtedly, that's the ticket's biggest fan. Uh, he listens every week, has never missed an episode. And uh, when he found out that I was starting That's the Ticket here on Free FM, he was like, okay, I'm going to give you a list and every week you can play a song from the list and we'll have Rick's pick. And I'm on list number three. Wow. Well, the thing is, because he's very generous, um, <laughs> the first list was like three A5 pages. The second list was about four A4 pages. And then for my birthday at the start of April, he gifted me a new list. Fresh list. Fresh six-page A4. And so wow. I've never actually finished a full list yet. I'm getting close on the OG one, but having multiple lists means that there's a lot of lot to choose there's a lot to cover yeah yeah and (laughs) maybe you might need a show that is just like one week just have wall-to-wall rick's picks yeah yeah that would be mean that's quite hard to say actually rick's picks yeah i'm a pro yeah of course you mean you've had (laughs) how um, many episodes of practice now uh well what episode is this i do actually have 600 not 600 135 okay so this is the 135th rick's pick i'm not even going to try and say that (laughs) But um, I I like to try and go on theme, and so I've picked a Diana Ross and the Supremes oh God, track. Yes. It's uh, called Reflections, because we've oh. been reflecting. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, uh, Rick. Yeah, thanks, Uncle Rick. You're, you're a G, mate. me alone. 
gets lost from the hurt that you have caused. Everywhere I turn, seems like everything I see reflects the love that used to be. a uh, supreme pick this week Uncle Rick and yes uh, that is a reference to how it's a song by the Supremes is it better if I explain the puns no nah. <sighs> Rick knows <laughs> yeah he knows he knows uh, sorry yeah, Uncle thanks, Rick thanks Rick I really enjoyed that <laughs> yeah no big fan of your work uh, but if you're just joining us now you're listening to That's the Ticker I've been talking to Amber Hamill about her PhD PH done PH done yeah so you're signed sealed and delivered yep Sure am. Did That's you like pretty graduate? Supreme. I did like graduate with the stupid hat and everything. I was going to ask about the hat. Yeah, yeah. It was like we were walking in and I was like, oh, it's like we're at a massive Harry Potter cosplay. <laughs> and then that just kind of kept me going until it was my turn to go on the stage. Yeah. And then I just wanted to turn around and run. Don't you sit on the stage? At the end, yeah. Yeah. Were you in the front? Uh, no. Okay. No, no. Okay. No, no. The, and the um, but I was the first PhD. So I graduated from AUT. So mm. uh, I was the first PhD. So they stop and they talk about what it means to get a PhD, and they put this little proceeds of your mm. thesis that you that I wrote months and months ago. No idea. I kind of turn around like, oh yeah, what did I have to say about that? Um, and it's quite nerve wracking. And there's lots of people. Is that Spark Arena? It's mass- like That's- I was on the same stage as Rihanna. Just saying. Don't. It's not the same. I mean, <laughs> okay, but it is though. No, that is, that is cool. And um, I guess is it. It's probably a bit late to say congratulations. No, never. But... I'll just I'll just keep lapping that up for as well, long as I it's mean, coming. Well, I mean, it takes a while, eh? It's not quick. No. Yeah. No. Especially not when there's a um, pandemic in the middle. It's really distracting. Quite no, an I interruption. Feel like that makes it easier. Yeah, I can see why, but I was in the middle of trying to interview people who were 75 and over. Oh, yeah, nah. At their house. Yeah. Yeah, nah. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, nah. And that's what they said too. <laughs> and But then um, it was interesting when I went, when it was safe to go yeah. and start doing that again. People were really open to it. People were really kind of, oh, yeah, come in, you yeah. know, and, which is a really courageous thing to do and super generous you know mm. and this was so we sat we'd sit and have a cup of tea and then at the end of our chat i'd say now i did ask if i could take some pictures and some people were like of me i was like no no and they were like oh okay i said of oh, the radio and they kind of looked at me like i was slightly unhinged and i don't blame them it's just like it's a kind of weird thing to do but then people would let me in their bathroom and their bedroom and they're all these mm. very intimate spaces yeah. and kind of trust me to take pictures you can cool well i've learned today you can tell a lot about a person by where they keep their radio exactly yeah and um lots of people have more than one yeah yeah it's really common i i feel like i would yeah i mean you're not maybe you've got to collect them over your lifetime yeah yeah if if the opportunity presented itself yeah um actually i think and i feel like uncle rick 
might still have it, but my granny, back when I first started on Free FM, when I used to be a guest on an old show called Art Space. Oh, Art Space. Used to live, uh, listen, sorry, on this like real old school wireless radio. Mm -hmm. And it was real baller. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it still works. Yeah. I actually, in the beginning of, in the acknowledgements of my PhD, I um, talked about my grandmas and two two of them. Um, my grandma, Chrissy, who it was like such, she had worked hard all her life on a farm and all sorts and doing mm. loads of different things. And um, obviously by the time she was my grandma, that was, she had fewer demands on her time. And it was her treat to, in the morning, she would make herself a cup of tea and a piece of Vegemite toast and go back to bed with the wireless that's a vibe. Yeah. I could... That, I could... That, uh, no, how great. What a great way to yeah, start your day. That's the dream. Yeah. Or my nanny had a radio in the kitchen and she would kind of put it on and she had carpet in her kitchen, which... Anyway, but dancing around <laughs> in her stocking feet while she like prepared the roast lunch and just just lovely radio memories of my grandma's too. Radio, how good. And how then good. now fast forward to today and people are listening to us. I know, man. <laughs> Radio's um, really gone down. The standards have fallen. <laughs> but, um, okay, so like circling back to the exhibition, yes, um, people can go see it at yes. the NCG, which is the gallery in the kind of I was going to say gallery area, but foyer area of the meteor, um, and it's running until the 29th of April. Yeah, just oh, a quick so one. Just a quick one. Yeah, um, get in while you can. I believe opening hours are 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Is it like Thursdays to Sundays? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, you can just peek in through the window. Or, even better, you could go and see another show at the Meteor and just arrive 20 minutes early Yeah. and cruise the photos. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do, uh, I think. Yeah. yeah. Good well, thinking. Well, actually, it's what I've already done, essentially, because I was at the Bold Experiment um, over the weekend. There you go. So Been yeah, there, done that. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, and it's, um, I mean, they're... I don't know. It's a funny thing to, today to see pe- other people enjoying them and picking out different things about them that, mm. and kind of overhearing the chat about them. I almost want to go and just sit in there and pretend I'm not there, you know? So I'm assuming because the works were part of research, can people purchase? No, not ah, for sale. Dry. Yeah. But understand. Understandable. Apparently there's like ethics or something. Yeah, who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? It turns out, like, I'm not going to get rich off my photography. No. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would have otherwise. Um, so what's going to happen with the collection once it's Well, yeah, good walls? question. So um, totally open to invitations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a gallery. Um, I mean, just say you had space to hang 21 photos mm. about, you know, like A2 size and you wanted to share them. I've, yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. Get in touch. Um, possibly we'll hang them somewhere else. Okay. Uh, possibly they'll go under my bed for a while. Nice. Um, possibly some will go on the walls at my house. Yeah, I was going to say just free art. Yeah, just free art, yo. Maybe I'll put one in my office at Free FM. Yeah, hey. That's not a bad idea. Hey. Hey. Why don't you chuck one in the studio? Hey, there we go, Phil. It's a great idea. We've set it on, that's the ticket, so now it has to happen. Now it's going to happen. Because if we talk about it, then it's like locked in time. Yes. Yep. Yeah, which is why often I just like to set goals on that's the ticket. And then I have to do it. It's big accountability if you say it out loud on, yeah. the, on your podcast. Although I have fully said stuff and then not followed through. <laughs> no. Th- Hold on, but Rick will know. <laughs> no, he will know. I think um, uh, one, my first guest who I ever actually had on the show and who I have back often, uh, Yvonne, 
she i think it was in lockdown she was talking like you should just build a website for the show and i'm like i will i got time didn't yeah have not too much time yeah i don't even have an instagram for the show that's poor i could help you with it yeah yeah don't need my help but i could could help you with some accountability around that thanks yvonne let's take that up yeah but in terms of what's next for the show i guess the for me i i need to do some things in um, academic land but I didn't want this research to go there first I mm. made this research with a community of listeners and I really wanted to share it back with them mm. um, listening is something we usually do alone and so it was really lovely to bring a group of listeners together and I think it's important for us to recognize that we are connected by listening and that when we do get together we're really powerful the audience is really powerful if you if if we want something, we need to ask for it. So if we don't feel, if people don't feel that like the broadcasting and media landscape is catering to them now, then get loud about it. And you're not, you're not alone. There's, yeah. there's lots of us. Absolutely. And like, I feel like I, Tortoku, everything you've just said about we listen alone, but we're still in a community. Yeah. Because I, I do a lot of like podcast listening. And when I find out that someone listens to a podcast that I listen to, you feel like you're automatically connected, connected to this yeah, person. 100%. Like, I could just literally meet someone and they're like, oh, this is my favorite pod- podcast. I'll be like, oh my gosh, I know nothing about you, but we share. Yes. You know? Yes. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's, Radio. Listening has, <laughs> listening has cool power, but we do it separately. So yeah. opportunities to come together are really important. Yeah, I have tried to, like, listen, I think, because me and my sister, we listen to a lot of the same podcasts. Together? No. Yeah. We've never, like, there's one, we'll listen to it and then talk about what we've just heard, but we've never actually, like, listened to an episode of, a, of our favourite podcast what is it? together. Um, it's called My Favourite Murder. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. With the comedian and the yeah. sci- and the social scientist or whatever. Uh, what does she do? Nah. She's a psychologist or something. No, no, no. Oh. She's just like she. I think she used to be on like food TV. Oh no, I'm thinking of bad people. Oh yeah, yeah, similar thing. But yeah, it's just two chicks like being funny and talking about murder. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's really hard to explain it. I <laughs> just, know the one. Just listen to it, and you'll not. But yeah, we both listen to it, and because we're both like quite facty people. I love that description. <laughs> but no, we'll like listen to it and then we'll be like, oh, I listened to this episode and then we'll like talk about it. But we've not once have we listened to an episode together. Interesting. You know. Do you, are there, is that your only podcast point of contact? Um, oh, well, I mean, she listens to that, the ticket. I mean, of course, but you can't listen to that because you're on it. You're nah. making it. I mean, yeah. I guess you could listen to the podcast. Yeah, I used to in the early days, but I can't. Yeah. Because I'm just like, oh, this chick with a chat. What is she know, on about? What is she on about? Um, yeah, I think that is, sometimes we do have crossovers, like some of her other podcasts or my other podcasts. I'll be like, oh, you might like this episode and vice versa. Mm, okay. But yeah, the only one is this one crime podcast. But yeah. Now, now, because I've talked about it, now I'm like, oh, we should just set up a scenario where we both sit and listen to an episode. We could have a listening party. Yeah. You could put a call out to all the other My Favourite Murder listeners. Murderinos. Mur- is that what you're called? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, in, in the Tron. Yeah. And have a listening party. Yeah. If you are listening and you're a murderino, can you please, like, message the That's the Ticket Facebook page? Yeah. Because I've met very few murderinos in Hamilton. But, I mean, it's because it's a, it's a weird podcast to talk about. 
you know? You yeah. can't be like, oh, if everyone's asking for podcast recommendations, that's not the one I chuck in. Right, but it's I, quite niche. Yeah, well, I just feel like true crime podcasts, it's either you love it or you hate it. I love them, but I don't love that one. Yeah, fair. I just, it's not funny. Ooh. Oh, that's oh. bad, isn't it? Yeah, not a murderino. That's fine. I'll allow it. Okay, thanks. Uh, now would be an awkward time to kick me out, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't <laughs> kick you out. I will play another song. Okay, though, okay. I think. Um, mainly because I've got a uh, another kind of on-theme track. Um, it's a song called Photograph. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, it's actually a cover of the popular Ed Sheeran song. Oh. I don't know how you feel about it, but... Um, I'm Let's gonna, find out. I'm going to play it anyway. Uh, it's Boyce Avenue and uh, B. Miller. Uh, my sister, Missy, is aware of this song, so I guess I'll dedicate it to her. Shout out to Missy. Shout out to Missy and um, Uncle Rick, because, you know, he needs at least six shout outs per show. That's the sponsorship arrangement. Yeah, yeah, legit. Mm. He's my official sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Loving can hurt Loving can hurt sometimes But it's the only thing that I know When it gets hard You know it can get hard sometimes It is the only thing that makes us feel alive We keep this loving photograph We made these memories for ourselves Where our eyes are never closing Hearts are never broken, time's forever frozen still So you can keep me inside the pocket of your ripped jeans Holding me closer till our eyes meet You won't ever be alone Wait for me to come home Loving can heal Loving can mend your soul And it's the only thing that I know, know I swear it will get easier Remember that with every piece of mm-hmm. And it's the only thing we take with us when we die Keep this love in this photograph We made these memories for ourselves Where our eyes were never closing Our hearts were never broken And time's forever frozen still So you can keep me Inside the pocket of your ripped jeans Holding me Okay, baby, only words bleed Inside these pages you just hold me And I won't 
a photograph uh, picked today because we've been talking about uh, Amber's photo I was like photographic photography exhibition click click yeah yeah that's the one you you take the click click yeah that's it I yeah. assume you use like a click click camera I used two actually I okay. used a film camera an old Ooh. Minolta that I've had since I was about 20 yeah uh, and a digital SLR as well. And okay. in my exhibition, I didn't say which photos came from which camera. Okay. Because I'm not a real photographer. Um. And also, I didn't do very good record keeping. And you can kind of tell when you look at them. Well, that was going to be my next question. Like, can you tell? I think you probably can. I mean, you probably can. I can. Because you're like, you know, you've looked at these a lot. Yeah, heaps. Really heaps. And But I don't know. And also, I... I mean, I appreciate when you're speaking to other photographers that that information is valuable. But mm. as a um, as an audience member for mm. f- photography exhibitions, I don't care. Yeah, like you, that what camera and film you that I just I'm not interested. I mean, now I'm thinking about myself, and I'm like, I'd probably read it, and it would just kind of go in one ear eye. And out yeah, yeah. That, you know, yes. Like I just read the description, and be like, "Oh yeah, this means nothing to me." Yeah. You know? Oh, that's totally useless information. Were there a lot of photos to choose from? Hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds. Yeah, and there's 21 in the exhibition. Yeah, yeah. So th- there would have been a, a wee bit of narrowing down. I'd say that's about 10. percent Wow. Yeah. Okay. But it was it was so exciting to get my film scans back, mm. and they arrive in this way that is really great for research because it, you've got a bit of distance from them. And, I mean, in, I was taking digital photos as well, so I, it's not like I had forgot what they look like because I had the shots already to refer to, but the, they come back and it's so exciting. Like this, you, It's like an unboxing kind of yeah, yeah, vibe, yeah. even in a really old-school way. No, I feel like despite my, like, youthful voice and appearance, um, I... And, and nurse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like I, I remember going to get like pick up photos yeah you know they used to do at the kodak stand like the pharmacy or the warehouse Mm -hmm. i have a kodak like duffel bag that's my like wow yeah i i it was given to me by my parents when i was a kid because it was like we're going on a trip here hannah Uh, have this bag so they must have got it at some point as like a promotion yes and it's still going it's still going love that it's bright yellow it's bloody handy at the airport yeah i bet you don't miss it i was i have this one really great memory of um i had been overseas for a couple of years and this i was in japan for a while and then i spent a year traveling and i took photos on film Mm. so i came back with like 
a backpack with like 16 rolls of film. I was away for, I was traveling for, I don't know, 10 or something months. And I, that's how many, I took only 16 rolls of film. Can you imagine? People take that in like half an hour I mean, on a digital I camera. I can't really imagine, but thank you for assuming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, 16, that's enough, right? I don't know. Well, 16 times, I don't know, 36. It's not that many photos. Well, that's the thing, like... As I, I know I was just waxing lyrical about I remember going to pick up photos. Right. But like I was too little to like take Okay, photos. okay. So, so like 36 times 16, I'm not going to pretend I know what that is, but let's call it like, I don't know, 500. 500 photos in 10 months that, around the world. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon, but most people will take. Yeah. Yeah, a lot more. Anyway, but so I came um, home and I was broke, obviously. Mm. Uh, but I had some money from my stepgran and she, I used that to get my films processed and I got, I went to pick them up a week later or something. <laughs> and so there's photos that I had taken a year before in the, in rural China, whatever that I had no idea what they look like. I couldn't ever remember taking them. And I was sat in this cafe by myself for like three hours, just pouring over these pictures. And it was like being on my trip all over again. It was amazing. I mean, that is amazing. What, my takeaway from that is the stress of taking a photo, yeah. not being able to see it, and then not being able to delete it. So if you take like an accidental like photo of the ground, yes, which you, happens, you've used up a, a crucial piece of yes. film or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, most of them are terrible, shocking photos of absolutely nothing. But it, it, like, but even you get you get something from them. Like, mm. oh yeah, it was raining and I couldn't focus the, and everything do, did just look a bit grey and blurry. On reflection, yeah. On yeah. reflection, on reflection. Hey. hey, we played reflections at the top of the show. Um, one last reflection that I'd like to get from you, though, is we talked about this and when that song was playing, mm. and now I'm dragging it on air. Okay, come on then. Um, listening to radio at night. Mm. So I revealed to Amber that in my youth, when I was like a teenager, I used to have to have the radio on to sleep. Because I guess I just didn't like the silence. Yeah. And I'm still actually kind of like that. Uh, my partner's family, they live out on a farm. And whenever I go stay, I'm like, it's too quiet. It's really quiet. I can't bear it. Um, and I got out of the habit. But, like, obviously your PhD and your exhibition is, you know, centred around people who listen to the radio for company. Yeah. So did listening to the radio at night come up? Heaps. <laughs> yeah. So a whole wall of my of my exhibition is photos of radios in people's bedroom mm. because they listen at night and I've found a real difference between the experience of listening during the night and listening during the day mm. and um, quite a few people day listeners and night listeners and some people are both talked about um, wanting to not have silence and this one lady had a great phrase for it of the hum yeah. and she just wanted the noise for the hum yeah. but the experience of listening at night time a bit depends what you listen to, but people talked about kind of um, the differences in even people's voice. People who are presenting on the radio overnight have speak in a different way and the tone is different and the pace is different and people want it for something different. And people mm. would talk about, you know, it's, I had one participant who talked about kind of being snuggled down in her bed and listening to this story that was about being out in the lashing rain in the open sea and in this kind of... I don't know, trying to find land or trying to light a fire in the rain or something. And she was, she was like, oh, it's kind of like I could feel like I was there 
but I wasn't. I was just tucked up in my nice warm bed. And this idea that you can be somewhere else but be at once kind of comfortable and mm, comforted at the same time. I vibe that. I can get behind that. That yeah. sounds like a one-way ticket to sleep town for me. 100%. And actually, I feel like I, I remember talking to my mum about this and she – sorry if I misquote you, mum, but like I think she, when she was like 16, used to listen to the shipping news. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so like, to go to sleep. This has – the shipping news is an, an, an astonishing program in the sense that um, – I don't want to burst anyone's bubble here, but people don't actually need the radio to, for the shipping forecast anymore because there's no. like way more technologically advanced scientific instruments. Yeah, but back in the day, it was crucial. Yeah, but they still broadcast it because people really get are really into it, oh. and there's this whole kind of um, community of shipping forecast listeners who that there's something about the cadence and the real reassurance. It's like um. It's almost like going. Like, p- people will have never been to or will never see half the places that are listed in the shipping forecast. You know, they're like outer mm. islands of the Hebrides or whatever, where most people aren't going to go. But they, it's very comforting to kind of. It, it sets out a boundary in the nighttime, and there's this very beautiful ephemeral kind of quality to mm. to that particular broadcast. But also, listening and radio waves are different at nighttime. Radio waves themselves travel differently at nighttime. Shocketh. Yeah. So one of my participants talked about, she lived um, on the very northern boundary of Auckland, and she talked about um, as a teenager in the nighttime being able to hear 2UE from Sydney, Mm. but only in the nighttime. That's wild. Totally wild. And it was so transgressive. Like, she shouldn't have been listening to it. And it was super naughty. And yeah, then she would get yeah. together with her mates at school the next day and be like, did you hear that? And it was so exciting and so something so wonderful about the darkness. That That's amazing. And I also didn't realise that the shipping news was still a thing. I just assumed that it was a thing of the past. Yes, I can see why. Now I kind of want to listen to it. Oh, and there's this great piece of gossip. The same guy read the shipping news, the shipping forecast for... Um, I don't know, a huge amount of time. Mm. And then one day he accidentally, at the end of his broadcast, dropped the F-bomb on a hot mic. See you later. Never read the shipping forecast again. Oh, see, that kind of makes me want to do it, but I won't. Don't. Because <laughs> I'll get in trouble. <laughs> but also then um, he, like, I think he might have, I heard him talking about this on a podcast, on a design podcast, maybe 99% Invisible, something like that. And he was... It was about kind of how soundscapes make places and vice versa. Um, yeah, it was fascinating. Like he had such a long history with this thing, and he he was talking about how in the early days he got this list of place names, and he was like, uh, you know, especially like ones off the Welsh coast or whatever, yeah, yeah, just yeah. beautiful, lovely lyrical names that he had never seen before and had no idea how to pronounce. Yeah, you definitely need to write that out phonetically. Oh, yeah, 100%. My mum could probably do it. She's Welsh. Oh, right, not just having listened for so long that she would... I don't know, maybe a bit of both. Mum, call in, don't. Um, (laughs) That's a nice little joke. No, I'm sure we'll have a big um, yarn about this. But But something else you were saying while we were listening to that song was about... um, you wanting to listen in the night but not necessarily wanting your bedfellows to be interrupted by your listening. Yeah. And one of the most touching, lovely things in my whole study, um, one participant who only listened at night, she mm. really struggled with sleeping and she she um, 
She said that basically it would take more than an earthquake to wake up her husband. He was never going to wake up, but she felt bad to have the radio on while he was sleeping next to her. So she would use um, headphones Mm. and he had put on the side of her bedside locker, he put a little hook for her headphones. And it was just this most like, you know, he's kind of like, I can't do anything for you that you can't sleep. There's nothing I can do about that, but I can set this up for you in this. That is love right there. That is love right there. Jeremy, bro. No, that's (laughs) that's my (laughs) fun. No, um, just saying. Yeah, yeah. Where's my headphone hook? Right. <laughs> but uh, time's really getting away on us, so I'm gonna take the mic back and uh, just squeeze in another popular segment that I do on the show. Go ahead. Upcoming events, please. Um, in no particular order. Uh, keeping up with the play can be viewed at the Meteors NCG from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Thursdays to Sundays, as well as during uh, showtimes. It's only up until the 29th of April. So Crack on. Just get in there. If you're not, if you're driving, pull over, yeah. turn around, go to the meteor now, um, right now. <laughs> and uh, if you want to find out more about the exhibition, there is some exhibition info on the meteor website. So just go to themeteor.co.nz. And actually, while I'm on the topic of the meteor, I'd just like to do a little PSA on volunteering. The team are always looking for volunteer ushers uh, to help out on shows and um, sit in the gallery during the opening hours as well. So uh, if you're keen to get involved, you can apply uh, on the Meteor website or email grace at themeteor.co.nz. And then uh, elsewhere around the Tron, uh, Clarence Street Theatre have uh, Swing It Jazz at the Symphony uh, and with a 2.30pm show on the 30th of April. Ticket um, entry sorry, is via Koha and it's cash only. And then uh, this weekend, Hamilton Pride Festival finishes with their Love is Love dance party down at the Meteor on the 29th of April. Full uh, details on this event and some of the other Pride happenings in Hamilton uh, can be found at the Hamilton Pride Inc. Aotearoa Facebook page. That's about me on the um, upcoming event. And uh, before I break into the last and very on theme song, I do want to ask you, do you have a favourite um, photo in the exhibition? I thought I did. Okay. Yeah, and then um, I just didn't. Like, okay. I that there, there's not okay. Let me be. Let me reiterate. I'm not a photographer. I don't necessarily rate any of these images as photographs, but I rate all of them because they all have this huge story for me, mm. and I've. I I can look at those pictures and see so I can see whole lifetimes worth of stories in them. So I love them all, and I and they're terrible. <laughs> hey, listeners, you can be the judge. But um, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed these on theme tunes, by the way. Hey, it's my pleasure. But I feel like we've only just scratched the surface, so I might have to have you back at some oh, point. Oh, fine. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, my last track is uh, Listening for the Weather. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I didn't even expect us to talk about the shipping news, but I mean, here we are. It was going to come up. It's a uh, Bic Runger track, so Kiwi artist. Yep. Love it. Um, but yeah, I've been Hannah Mooney. This has been That's the Ticket, and I'll uh, catch you guys next week. Matiwa Etefano. <laughs> Doesn't really 
Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.